When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome here to the first ever edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans. As you heard, brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180 in Lincoln. Sean Callahan of Husker Online with Robin Washed and pleased to introduce the stars and host of the show here, uh, Trey and Bryce McGowans. Guys, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to do this every week. Um, here for the next several months, and it's kind of a new era to move forward, but um, we're excited to have you guys come in here and, and do this show with us each week. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having us. No, most definitely. Thank you all for having us. So, like, what types of things do you want to get out of this show? I mean, obviously, this is kind of uncharted waters with current student athletes being able to have opportunities like this. I mean, what, what, what do you want this show to be, ultimately? Kind of like, what's your vision for this deal? Uh, really just uh, be able to uh, build connections with the fans, you know, uh, the city of Lincoln, the state of Nebraska, and really just being able to grow uh, as a person and as a community. Well, I mean, obviously you two are some of the higher profile players on the team, but, you know, for, for the fans, just maybe kind of give a rundown of, of your guys' path and, and how you ended up at Nebraska and uh, just kind of your, your story, of, you know, basketball and off the court. Um, well, how I ended up in Nebraska, I transferred from Pittsburgh um, after my sophomore year. Um, and kind of the reason I came here, just the play style. Um, Coach, Ho- Co- Coach Hoiberg plays um, really fast. And then just the relationship I had with the coaches. Um, coach Matt, he recruited me all through high school. So he was kind of the coach that I had the best relationship-wise, like as far as recruitment, like high school. And then it just led to um, the decision that when I transferred. Well. What was Pittsburgh like when you were out there? I mean, was it a lot different than Nebraska, living in a bigger city like that, playing in the ACC? Um, I, I guess you could say it's a little different. Um, it's still cold. The only difference, um, Pitt was, like, real hilly, so it was kind of hard to drive. But other than that, um, I love Pitt. Pitt, Pitt was um, fun to play for sure. Bryce, I know you're, you're new here, but what's your impressions of Lincoln? I mean, obviously – Halfway across the country from you know South Carolina, but uh, what what what's your take on the the campus, the city, and and, and all that so far? Uh, so far, you know the campus is great. Um, the city is a is a nice city. You know, um, I get a lot of love of that. The time I've been here is uh, they're very supporting, and they're uh, loving. So I'm just looking forward to continue to grow relationships. What are you guys doing right now? I mean, what is the schedule at this point in the summer for for a Nebraska basketball player with classes, with you know, uh, living on campus, off camp? I mean, what's it like right now um, in June, July for a Nebraska basketball player? Um, well, I'm in cla- uh, I have a class right now, so really just uh, having morning workouts, um, then turning around, uh, going to class. And then just really hitting the, going back to the gym, and that's just it's just a daily routine. 
it's become a daily routine um, every day, just a, a workout, go to class, come back, work out again, and just chill. And, and Trey, for you, uh, last year was a kind of a crazy point in time for everybody, but uh, how different is this year? I mean, where you don't have to have a cotton swab shoved up your nose and, and do all that stuff every day. I mean, I guess how much better is this offseason compared to last year? Um, it's definitely um, a whole lot better. I mean, of course you can move around um, without having to stay in the house because if somebody would have <laughs> saw you out um, last last year, um, you had to quarantine for like two weeks. So mm-hmm. it's definitely fun to um, be out, see everybody, um, meet new people. Trey, Trey, um, most of your team was had to sit out for several weeks this year. I mean, what was that like? I mean, have you been through anything like that in your life where the whole season was practically shut down for almost a month? Nah, I, I, I didn't. Um, I mean, it was it was definitely unfortunate for sure. Um, especially um, we were kind of turning things around, um, whatnot. Like before we got COVID, and it, it like hit one person, and then it just hit everybody. Um, like within the next couple of days, I think after Navy got it, me and somebody else ended up getting a day after that, and then Cove got it, and a couple other people, and then after that, just everybody else got it. So how hard was that? I mean, obviously you're dealing with the the virus and all the stuff that comes off that, but then you finally get cleared as a team to return to to action, and you like literally jump right into it, playing like a game every other day. Uh, and just just how difficult was that for you guys, and and how much of a toll did that take on you guys mentally and physically? Um, it definitely um kind of took a toll mentally for sure. Um, I mean, of course you can't really simulate the game from practice, but I mean coming off practice we felt good like we were in good shape but once the game adrenaline hit it was, it was totally different I think mm-hmm. we played Michigan State first then we were just playing like so fast and I think at halftime I was laid out on the floor <laughs> on a cold floor because <laughs> um, I was so exhausted well and then Bryce for you I mean obviously your high school season w- was impacted with that and your, your AAU and recruiting visits and stuff like that I mean how frustrating was that that was supposed to be you know the pinnacle of your high school career got disrupted that much yeah um I wouldn't say it was uh frustrating because we still ended up you know playing in the big time uh games mm-hmm. and playing national schedule so really I was just you know I was just still blessed to be able to uh have a senior year unlike a lot of other people then uh wasn't able to so how about recruiting I mean did that how much did that influence your decision not being able to take visits and having to do everything virtually um so I was able to you know uh take as many visits as I can you know, but a lot of them were virtual, mm-hmm. especially when I reopened my recruitment. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to, you know, get an actual feel for the campus. But, you know, when I came, when I was able for Trey, when Trey came down here and I was able to be here, I just, I just fell in love with it. You're listening here to Off Court with the McGowns, Trey and Bryce McGowns, brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180. Guys, it's a new era now as well in college athletics for all athletes. Uh, Name, image, and likeness began here on July 1st. Nebraska is one of the places that's been on the forefront of this with their relationship with places like Open Doors. I saw they had uh, immediately launched a Runza campaign, and um, I think there's going to be an Uber Eats campaign. I've heard just different things out there already. What are your guys' thoughts on this and you know, what type of opportunities are going to be out there for not just you guys, but all athletes um, at places like Nebraska and anywhere around the country? Um, I mean, as far as I've been hearing, um, like talking to other people 
Um, like as far as friends that go to other schools or whatever, like Nebraska is like on top of it more than anybody else. So um, I'm extremely excited about that. But um, more than anything, I feel like everybody can find like their own deal that kind of um, fits them and things they're interested in. So that probably excites me the most. And, you know, Bryce, I know that obviously Trey's here. You had a pre-existing relationship with Coach Abdel Masi. But how much did this influence Nebraska as far as gauging your interest? I mean, the fact that they've really been pushing the NIL stuff as hard as anybody and been at the forefront of this deal for basically since the start. I mean, did that factor into your decision that, you know, obviously there's there's all the basketball and family connections, but there are all these other opportunities to, to capitalize on my brand and, you know, market yourself? Uh, definitely. It definitely uh, went into my decision. Um, just, you know, Nebraska being one of the uh, few states to pass, was it a law? Was it a law? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. yeah, just to pass the law. And really just be able to um, come here and be able to grow my brand. And, yeah. Guys, the schedule also came out. We're, we're learning more and more. And, and one of the exciting games on there, Robin reported on here today, was the trip to Atlanta. You guys are going to take on Auburn. Um, that's got to be great for your family. Um, you guys are, what, about two hours or less from Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, so is that one when Coach Hoiberg was putting things together? Did they say, <laughs> hey, and we're going we're gonna to try to get one for you guys to get you closer to home? You know, I know that's popular. Coaches have done that over the years to try to get – a game near where some key guys are from and, and you guys are going to get that type of game in Atlanta with a lot of family and friends. Yeah. Um, I feel, yeah, we're back in the South. Um, we will have a lot of family friends, uh, there to support us. Uh, so it should be fun. You know, us all the way out here in Nebraska, about 16 hours away. Um, and just being able to play in front of, you know, your supporting cast again, it's, it's, it's amazing. How many people, friends and family do you think are going to come? I think in my Clemson game when we played them at when I was at Pitt my freshman year I think it was like fifty some tickets. <laughs> Not bad. It was a lot. Not bad. All right. So I mean the, the schedule as a whole. I mean this is a pretty aggressive non-conference slate that you guys have. I mean obviously the, the built-in game with Creighton, but Kansas State is coming here. You know going to North Carolina State. You got Auburn. Uh, I mean that's. That seems like a schedule for a team that has some some lofty expectations and a lot of confidence in what you guys could be this year. No, definitely. Um, that was something like how we ended off the season last year. That was that was the biggest thing. Um, and with momentum. Um, and then I mean we knew we'd get the pieces this um, summer. Um, we got CJ, knockdown shooter. Um, we'll have him with us um, today. We'll ask him some questions. And also Q, um, freshman from New York. Um, he playmaker, um, vocal, um, and he can play defense. Karan McPherson for yeah. anybody that, that yeah, didn't know. Yeah, CJ Wiltshire, Karan McPherson. Yeah, they're they're going to be in studio joining you guys as well. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I guess you kind of mentioned it. Uh, this this is a year where there's a lot of optimism, a lot of excitement about the returning cast uh, with, with your group, and then obviously the 21 group that was a consensus top 20 class. Uh, I mean, for you guys, what what are expectations? I mean, last year kind of was what it was, but. Uh, do you anticipate a pretty noticeable step forward this year as a program? Yes, uh, most definitely. Um, I mean, for the team, we, we put down ex- expectations for ourselves, and um, we think we can make a tourney run, um, kind of give Nebraska something that um, they haven't had um, since Tyron Liu, and even to that magnitude, um, do something um, totally different. So we're, we're definitely excited. Uh, um, I mean, we're working every single day. All right, guys. Well, we have a full show on tap. It's an exciting first show here as uh, we introduce you to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. 
We're going to be joined by the head man himself. Fred Hoiberg is going to join us here on the show, as well as assistant coach Matt Abdalmasi. And we've got a couple players already here in studio. C.J. Wilcher and Karan McPherson are going to join us as well. So uh, we got a full slate. Uh, we're going to have some other exciting elements on this show uh, throughout the year. And one of the things we're going to bring into the show is a weekly mailbag. And, and we'll do our best to interact with questions. But if you have a question for Trey and Bryce, we have an email set up for the show off court at HuskerOnline.com. Send your questions to offcourt at HuskerOnline.com. And also, if you're an advertiser and want to get involved in this show, you can email us at offcourt at HuskerOnline.com. We've already got some great sponsors in on the show, as you heard Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180. We've got Lazari's Pizza, Gary Michael's Clothing, um, and, and we'll hear from sponsors um, throughout, the show, uh, throughout the year. And they may or may not be bringing food up to the studio for some of these shows. Let's so. Go. We will uh, hopefully next week have some Tanner's wings and, and appetizers brought up to the studio. So um, lots of exciting stuff. But we come back. We're going to be joined by the head coach of Nebraska basketball, Fred Hoiberg. You're listening here to Off Court. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. One. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to the first edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan and Robin Washett here with HuskerOnline.com. This segment of Off Court brought to you by our friends at Gary Michaels Clothiers. It is your premier spot to get uh, fitted for custom suits, ties, sportswear. New location just off 56th and Pine Lake there um, in the Village Gardens area. Make sure you visit Gary and Nate as they're going to get you all hooked up with the latest apparel. But uh, we're pleased to be joined now in the show uh, by our first ever guest. And it's a pretty big guest for Trey and Bryce, uh, Nebraska basketball head coach Fred Hoiberg joining us here on the uh, program. Coach, thank you very much for taking some time out. Well, thank you, Sean. I, I just want to say what an unbelievable honor it is to be the very first guest of <laughs> Off Court with the McGowan. So, huge honor for me. I'm uh, happy to be here with you guys. Appreciate you, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. And um, so, Coach, uh, this is Bryce. You know, we're going to start off with me. Um, you know, we've been working for about a month, you know, getting after it for about a month now. How excited are you for uh, this year's group? Well, uh, it's a great question, Bryce. I I couldn't be more excited about the group that we have put together. And, you know, the first thing that sticks out to me is the work ethic and the chemistry that our group has shown uh, in the early stages of the process. And, you know, it's a group that I don't have to talk about getting in and getting extra work in. It's a self-motivated group. It, It holds each other accountable. And uh, I always hear that ball bouncing when I'm up in my office, uh, whether guys are getting extra work with one of the coaches or if they're down there just getting extra shots uh, with our grad assistants and our managers. So that's the thing that has really stood out to me with this group is just how uh, hungry I think it is. And 
when you have a group like that that you don't have to get on to get extra work, it certainly gives you an advantage and gives you a leg up. So, uh, you know, I think the talent of this group speaks for itself uh, with, you know, the freshman class price, uh, you know, with uh, everything that we have with the transfers that we brought in and then the junior college players. And then, you you know, not only that, but you, you bring 80% of your minutes, 80% of your scoring back from a year ago. So really the first time we've had continuity. And the other thing that I've seen that I've been really proud is how the older guys, uh, you know, a lot of that led by Trey is helping the young group along. And as we've introduced our system, uh, the success I think that was seen at the end of the year that we had with our offensive system is, uh, you know, they're helping the young guys along with it. it. It's a system that takes some time to understand the nuances, but I've been really pleased with how our veteran players have helped the young guys. And again, that's going to give us a head start heading into our season. No, for sure. Um, uh, this trade coach, by the way. Um, I mean, usually, like, you're known for, like, well, your team's known for transfers. Um, but this year, um, you got a real, real good recruiting class. Um, I think it's the best in Nebraska history, um, basketball history. So um, how, do, how do you feel about the, the young guys? Yeah, I, I love the young guys and everything that, that they're all about. And, you know, obviously we've, we've gotten a head start that are on campus with, with, uh, with Bryce, uh, with Wilhelm, who's making great strides, a guy that can really shoot the ball, has, has a great skill set. Uh, you know, Bryce being the first five-star recruit in the history of the program, and, you know, it's pretty easy to know why he was a five-star with it, with his ability. Uh, and then Karan McPherson, who is a kid that I've really been impressed with uh, to this point, just love his mentality. He's got that, uh, you know, pit bull, you know, kind of mentality to him. He's a tough, tough kid, and the shot is really improving. You know, we've worked on fundamentals. Uh, with him. Uh, you know, Oleg is not on campus yet. He's still doing some things with his national team. So, you know, we're excited to get him in the mix, a very skilled uh, seven-footer. So, you know, for the freshman class that we brought in, you know, I feel really good about it. And, you know, you couple that with, with the transfer group uh, and the junior college players. And, you know, there's a reason we were top 15 uh, recruiting class in the country. And now it's about putting everything together and building the chemistry, which I think we've done a good job up to this point. Uh, but to answer, yeah, it's it's a group of not only talented players, uh, but hardworking and humble uh, players. You don't always get that when you have the talent that we brought in. So, you know, a group that's just really well-rounded and, and all about the right things. Um, yes, sir. Um, so knowing that you played at the highest level, um, what's the difference between today's game and when you played? Well, it's there's there's a lot of differences, Bryce. It's you know, the biggest thing I would say, you know, back when I played, it, it was a much more physical game. And especially when I got into the NBA, you could actually hand check guys where you could basically hold them. Uh, and if you had like Ron Har or uh, uh, Derek Harper, for example, and those old Knicks teams, he had such huge hands. He could literally steer you putting his hand on your hip and it was hard to move. Uh, they changed the rules. They went to a little bit more of a freedom of movement, uh, probably about my third or fourth year in. Uh, where they took the hand check away and it went to an arm bar. So you could still make contact with perimeter players. And then later, towards the end of my career, they took away contact completely and they took away the arm bar uh, to where you couldn't touch perimeter players. And that's where you saw the free throw rate really explode. And then the other thing is just based on analytics. There wasn't a lot of analytic thought into the game back, especially early in my career when I played. Uh, it, there's much more math uh, in science into today's game. It's why you see shot charts. Uh, we're trying to manufacture shots in the restricted area and from the three-point line and try to get as many fouls uh, as you can as well. Those are the three 
uh, highest uh, analytic shots and points per possession. So, you know, that's what the offense is, is designed to do now uh, with teams. And you see it all across the NBA, uh, you know, with, with teams not shooting as many mid-range shots maybe as you used to, although you're seeing it more now with defenses really trying to uh, uh, make offenses score in that area, hugging three-point players and then dropping the big and really forcing teams to play in the mid-range. So that is coming back uh, a little bit more now. But, you know, as far as our shot profile from where we were a year ago, 82% of our shots were in that restricted area and from the three-point line, and that was number one in the nation in manufacturing those shots. Now it's about converting at a higher uh, rate, which we did at the end of last season. And again, give us some momentum going into this year, but it is a completely different game, Bryce, to answer your question uh, as far as when I played and and where the game is today. Um, Yeah, coach. Um, Everybody knows you played at the highest level possible, but you kind of did everything um, at the NBA level. So um, my question for you is who is the um, most, I mean, who was the best player that uh, you had coached or the best player that you enjoyed being around the most? Well, I'll say, you know, I get the question a lot is who who is the best player that I played against? And, you know, I played, I was very fortunate in my career to play against uh, Michael uh, in, in his prime when he was winning championships with the Bulls. I was with Indiana. I didn't play a lot on those teams, but a very veteran team, but, you know, did get an opportunity to play against him and guard him. And then I played against Kobe, uh, you know, kind of in the prime of his career, and then had the opportunity to play against LeBron, uh, you know, in the early stages, his first couple of years in the league. And people ask me a lot, who, who was the best, who was the hardest to guard? And, you know, it's a little bit of a difficult question because of the uh, what we talked about earlier, just how the game has changed. I think if Michael had played in today's game where you weren't able to touch anybody, I mean, he averaged almost 40 a game with uh, the hand check. Uh, in his prime, he would have been impossible to guard uh, with the no contact rule on the perimeter. So, you know, to me, you know, the all-time best was, was Jordan. Uh, you know, from a talent level, uh, you know, it's hard to argue against LeBron just because of his multi-skill set and everything that, that he does on the floor at his size. You know, people don't understand. I mean, he's every bit of 6'8 and about 265 pounds, and trying to stay in front of that type of skill set and playmaker uh, is incredibly uh, incredibly difficult. And then Kobe just had that mentality, that killer mentality, uh, you know, where he would do anything it took to win. So all three of those guys uh, are obviously incredible uh, top-level basketball players. But in my opinion, Michael uh, Michael is the best. As far as coaching uh, players, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to, to coach some great ones. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler obviously is an unbelievable player. It was, it was great opportunity to coach him. And he had that kind of same defensive mindset. Uh, that gave you a chance. We went seven and one in the two years I had Jimmy against uh, LeBron's Cleveland teams because he could play him one on one. We didn't have to run a double, which I think if you do that, that's where they pick pick you apart with all the shooting that they had around him. So, you know, he was uh, he was one that really stands out. I had Dwayne Wade late uh, in his career, uh, but a great uh, great guy to coach, great person to be around. Uh, and I had many. You know, Pau Gasol, you know, one early in in, in my career that uh, that will be a Hall of Fame. Uh, player and probably the best I played with. I'll, I'll name two: Reggie Miller and uh, and Kevin Garnett. Those are the two best that I played with. Coach, as we wrap it up here with you on on off court, we'd be remiss not to ask about name, image, and likeness and and where this is all going. You obviously talk to a lot of coaches and and people around college basketball. Uh, what's your viewpoint on on where we're heading right now, starting on July one? 
Well, I, I think it's a good thing. I, I really do that players can can finally profit off off their name. And uh, you know, certainly as a player, I, I think it would have been very beneficial. Uh, you know, for me playing basically in my hometown and, and getting an opportunity, uh, you know, to profit off of that. Uh, you know, so I'm excited for everything that our players are going to be able to do to uh, you know to make money. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, in a college career, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how everything all plays out. But, you know, I think with, uh, you know, Nebraska not having to compete against pro sports franchises, I think the opportunity for our players to do very well uh, is certainly going to be there for them. And, Coach, uh, you talking about how um, you are, uh, you know, a high-level football and basketball player and winning both Gatorade Player of the Year in your state for basketball and football. Um, what made you stick with basketball instead of going the football route? Well, that's a great question, Bryce. That's something you and I have in common with being Gatorade Players of the Year in uh, in in our sport that we ended up going to play uh, in college. But I actually was also the the Player of the Year in the in the sport of football in my state as well. And you know, one of the highlights of my career um, was getting a scholarship offer from Tom Osborne at the University of Nebraska. That's the team that I cheered for growing up. I was a diehard Nebraska football fan, so to get that offer from Coach Osborne was a huge thrill for me. Uh, as far as why I went the basketball route, I I ran a run, but the, the old run and shoot, which you know some of the older people listening would remember David Klinger and uh, you know those high-powered Houston uh, 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 football offenses and that's what our coach went and studied. So I played a very exciting through about 40 to 50 times a game and ran the other times. Uh, so it was a fun system to play in, but I took a beating. I, I, uh, I, I got hit a lot. So I felt the better route for me uh, was to play basketball, and, I, and I'm thankful that it worked out. Um, I, this is Trey again. I got one last question for you, Coach. Um, coach Matt was kind of telling us about um, the game-winning shot that Larry Johnson had hit um, against y'all in the garden. <laughs> so. I'll tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd rather not, Trey. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, Matt, Matt brings that up to me about once a week. We we actually just uh you know it's as painful as as it is to relive that memory. I thought we had a great chance to win a championship that year. Uh, it was Game Six in the Garden, and Larry Johnson. We had a foul to give, and Antonio Davis uh, reached down. Larry Bird said, "We're going to foul and make him take it in." He fouled him when he was on the ground. Uh, I think he dribbled after that, rose up. And Jess Kersey, the ref, uh, counted it, three-pointer, and then he made the free throw to put the Knicks up one. But we were going to foul up three in that situation, and obviously it did not work out. But, yeah, that's a that's a painful one, Trey. And make sure you tell Matt thanks for bringing it up again. <laughs> nah, we definitely would. Well, Coach Hoiberg, we really appreciate you uh, taking some time out to join the guys here on the first show of Off Court. And we are going to hear from Coach Abdelmasi next. So we're, we'll, we'll, we'll relive some of those moments with Coach Abdelmasi. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks again, fellas. I'm honored. You guys did a great job. I'm honored to be uh, be your first guest, and we'll look forward to seeing you in practice tomorrow. All right. Well, much more to come. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey, and Bryce McGowans. As you heard, uh, the show is sponsored by Tanner's uh, and Tavern 180, but the segment of the show now is also brought to you by our friends at Lazari's Pizza right off of 48th in Old Cheney. Um, great friend of the Nebraska basketball program and maybe the prime pizza spot for uh, our next guest here on the program. Coach Matt Abdamasi, thank you very much for taking some time here to join us on Off Court. Absolutely. Great to be here. Honored to be one of the first guests on my guy's uh, podcast. It's very exciting stuff. Um, well, uh, starting with me, Coach, um, you know, being a big part of, you know, my recruitment and my commitment, uh, what do you think separates you from, you know, other recruiters in, in the country? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, Bryce, is I just try and stay true throughout the process of who I am and who I am is just authentic and, um, you know, honest and transparent and i think that's really important i mean you guys clearly know both you and your brother what's our relationship on how far it goes back and i think the foundation of that relationship with you two and your family is just being an honest and transparent and you know your brother clearly knows it better than anybody when it doesn't work out maybe at your initial spot and you have to find that next spot big reason why he was drawn to come here was because that prior existing relationship. So that's really, to me, what has helped me in my career and and putting me in the position that I'm in today to attract a player like yourself and your brother and all the guys on our team is just being authentic and and building your guys' trust because I think trust is literally the most important thing in in life and certainly in the recruiting process. Most definitely, Coach. I kind of talked about that in um, the segment before. Um, about just the relationship we had um, since high school and how it was like an easy decision um, this go around. Um, but I'm, I'm going to ask you, what kind of got you into um, wanting to coach and be a part of it? Was it always there or did it, was it developed late? Yeah, no, it was always there. I mean, my goal going into college was is to be a general manager someday in the NBA. I was fortunate enough to have four great years as a manager, you know, didn't play and wanted to make sure I got involved somehow, some way to, to learn as much as possible and had that opportunity at St. John's uh, getting my degree there and then fortunate enough to get an MBA job right out of college, which is where I met Coach Hoiberg. And, um, you know, that put me certainly on the path to going down, reaching my goals of, of being a GM, but ultimately – when coach got the call to be the head coach at Iowa State, I went with them there, and I think it clearly changed my life because it's exactly what my calling was, which was to be a coach at the college level with you know their main focus being recruiting, and um, you know that certainly had catapulted my career, and you know going on for ten plus years, I feel like establishing establishing myself as one of the best recruiters in the country, you know recruiting guys like you and your brother. Um, so it always was there. You know, basketball always was my my first love growing up, going to the Garden, going to Knicks games, being a psychotic sports fan, and especially with the Knicks. <laughs> definitely uh, definitely that fire was always there. And, um, you know, as you talked about being a big Knicks fan and being at games, um, 
who was the best uh, player or the most exciting performance uh, that you've seen at the Garden? So probably the best performance I ever seen at the Garden wasn't by a Nick. It was by Michael Jordan. It was his last game uh, at the Garden when he played for the Washington Wizards. I think he dropped 43. It was just an absolute show. Very similar to Kobe's last game where it just seemed like every shot was going in. And that's, that's what happened that night. The energy level in the building was amazing. Michael Jordan, you know, he's a type of player that I still have nightmares about because if there was no Michael Jordan, the Knicks probably win two or three championships in the 90s. So he destroyed my, he destroyed my childhood um, by killing the Knicks. But nonetheless, it was a very fitting ending. Uh, probably the close one to that is when Larry Johnson hit the four-point play, which Coach Hoiberg was actually on that Pacers team. Um I was probably yelling at Coach. I didn't know who the heck he was. He was sitting at the end of the bench not getting in the game. So I was probably making fun of him as a fan. Uh, but that was probably the second best performance, just a four-point play to put them in a position to win a huge playoff game and, and change that series against the Pacers. Hey, Coach, I just wanted to ask you, just on the on the recruiting front, you know, obviously this, this 21 class was quite the group for you guys, and, and Bryce kind of spearheaded that. What What did his commitment mean for that class in particular, and then also being able to pair him with, with guys like Trey and the group you have coming back. I mean, I'm, how much did, did having both these guys come to Nebraska kind of really get the ball rolling for, uh, you know, building this roster to what it is today? So, of course, your main priority is always to get the most talented players to come to your program. But another part of it is also getting quality kids that believe in you, believe in what you're doing, um, and believe in the program, and, and that's the, that's what started with Trey. Um, you know, when he got in the transfer portal, I was able to connect with them for the first time after recruiting him in high school. It was like we never uh, lost communication when he was at Pitt. I mean, you're, you're just allowing yourself to, to do something special at a program by getting the talent, but most importantly, just phenomenal, hardworking kids and you know, clearly these these two kids and Trey and Bryce, I have gone on record saying they're some of the most elite, high-character kids you'll ever come across. They take their craft extremely serious um, and, and work hard and have a relentless work ethic. But, no, listen, I mean, the bottom line is, is when you go into a recruitment of any kid, you know, your goal is for them to at least crack the door open a little bit to give you a shot. Um, you know, certainly with Trey, it was a little different of a process when you're transferring. It's a quicker process. So clearly I knew that door was open when we made contact right away. But with Bryce, you know, when he made the decision to open up his recruitment, you know, I knew that door was cracked open a little bit. And listen, I, I'm not foolish in saying we had a built-in advantage with Trey and a built-in advantage of having a prior existing relationship with Bryce and myself. So I knew that there was an advantage built in, but he was attracting the best player uh, programs in the country to uh, to go to school to, to, to those places. So, you know, I just think the belief, um, you know, attracting these players, setting ourselves up for the 21 class, it shows how special of a place this is um, and what it can be and what it hasn't been. And that, to me, is really exciting and I know Bryce has taken it on himself to being the outlier 
and the guy that's gone against the grain to where he's going to be somebody that is looked at as, as changing the perception of a program being a five-star kid to come here. And, you know, now we're involved with more and, you know, hopefully we'll continue to attract them. And the best recruiter in our program is the two guys that are doing this podcast, Trey and Bryce. As we wrap it up here with Nebraska basketball assistant coach, Matt Abdelmasi, this segment once again brought to you by Lazari's Pizza. Coach, what is your go-to slice, by the way, at Lazari's? We know you're a regular in there. No, I just, listen, I know you Midwest guys like to put all this weird stuff on your pizza. Here we go. Pizza's, pizza's meant to just be cheese or pepperoni. That's it. Like all this other stuff, hamburger meat, we just cream cheese. <laughs> I mean, just bizarre, weird, peculiar things that don't belong on pizza. So my go-to will always be cheese. Hey, Coach. We yep. got – I got one more question. Bryce got one more question. Um, so I'm going to okay. ask you about the um, Husker Nation. Um, you kind of got to see him, the fans firsthand. Um, I think you're, you're first here, you're here. Yep. Um, so, like, last year, because of COVID year, we didn't really get to see much um, – the fans, but like we could definitely um, feel the support um, through social media and stuff like that. So, um, what is, what is it to expect this year um, with Husker fans in basketball season? Well, the, the 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 thing about this fan base that makes it so unique and special is is they're going to be a fan base that rocks with you no matter what's going on, good, bad, ugly, and different. That is what makes it special. I mean, ultimately, the energy level, I can't wait for you guys to walk into PBA that first night. I guess it'd be October 31st when we're doing the charity game and you see 15,500 people in there. That's why you guys came to a school like this to enjoy an atmosphere and, and, feel, and feel special, and that's what you'll feel that night. And it's an energy that I think allows you on nights that you don't have it going they rise to the occasion and just pull it out of you to go out there and perform at a high level. And, um, you know, certainly we missed that this past year. And, Trey, you missed that entering MPBA where there's nobody in there. And not having uh, fans definitely hurt us in plenty of moments, like it did teams all across the country. But not many teams have a home court advantage like we do at Nebraska. So to get that back will be awesome and special and, most importantly, deserving of our – of our players to experience it. And coach, um, I got uh, one last question. You know, uh, many people might not know this about you, but uh, you really big on collectibles. Uh, what is your fa- what is your favorite collectible that you have? That's a good one, Bryce. Probably my favorite collectible is a Mike Tyson signed glove that says Kid Dynamite on it, which is what they call them. You know, being a New York sports fan, you know, Mike Tyson, to me, pound for pound, the best boxer ever. If he ever just stayed on, on the path of not getting in trouble and have distractions, he would certainly shatter every record and I think dominated the sport for a lot longer. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a one special dude, man. I, he has the best quote, which I think is a quote that we can all live by, is, you know, everyone has a plan until they get knocked in the face. You know, and that's what Tyson lived by because he was typically always the one that was knocking you in the face and knocking you out. So he's a good per- he's a good person to live by when it comes to that quote. 
not a good person to live by with other stuff, but maybe just that quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Abdelmasi, um, I think all of us thank you very much for coming on and taking some time to join us here on the inaugural show of Off Court. I'm guessing we're going to have you on a few more times here throughout the basketball season, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. It's great being on it and, uh, you know, proud of Trey and Bryce doing this, and it'll be a, a great firsthand look into those guys' lives and just the fan base, I think, will eat it up. So great to be on it, and thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Yep. We've got a few more guys here in studio that are going to join us next as Karan McPherson, um, one of the, the newcomers here on this Nebraska basketball team, will join Trey and Bryce. You're listening here to Off Court. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to the first ever edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, powered by HuskerOnline.com. Sean Callahan and Robin Washed as uh, joined by the stars of the show, Trey and Bryce McGowans. And we're going to do this every show. They're going to bring up different guests. And guys, introduce who you brought up here. we got a couple guys on the team, but who is going to join us here in this first segment as you guys get to know a lot of the members of the Nebraska basketball program? Um, uh, the first guest we'll be um, talking to is Q McPherson. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I never know how to uh, So Karan McPherson? Karan, yeah. All right, well, we got Karan in studio. Karan, it's great to have you in studio. I know Trey and Bryce are looking forward to getting a chance to put you on the hot seat now. Yeah. Um, all right, the first question we have for you is, you know, being from New York, uh, one of the, like, swaggiest, you know, states, cities is new york the mecca of basketball uh i feel like new york is definitely the mecca of basketball i feel like we got a lot of things going on uh we got outside basketball like dykeman rucker and then there's a lot of other little things that happens like little games all-star games that happen so i feel like it's something always going on with basketball in new york and it's always going to be jumping so I mean, you were um, you had a lot of looks um, coming out of high school. Um, I was looking on rivals or whatnot, and, um, stuff like that. Um, well, what was like the ultimate decision that kind of sold you um, to come to Nebraska? Um, the ultimate decision was me having a conversation with Matt and Coach Hoiberg, and they just keeping it real with me and telling me how it's really gonna be, and that if I come in, I could soon reach my dreams one day. So I believe in them, and they believe in me. So. Why not? Yeah. What was some of the schools um in the, your top list? In my top list was Georgia, Auburn, UConn, LSU, and a couple others. Um, you know, we've been at it for a month uh, now, and I, we, you know, we've all seen growth in each other. But uh, what are your goals for this season? Uh, my goal for the season is to make first team Big Ten, and for us to win as many games as possible and just change the culture in Nebraska and. Put us on the map. No, definitely. Um, I mean, like I said, you grew up in New York. So what was it like growing up? And, like, I know you were introduced. I had a ball in your hand since you were young. So just tell me a little bit about it. Um, I would say growing up in New York, it was tough because 
you always got older kids that want to play against you. So I always, I never really played my age. So I always played against older kids. So playing outside, it was a little physical. So I had to get used to playing against older kids and the physicality. And once I seen like I could get off against them, I'm like I could get off against anyone. So I could just be myself and play my game, and I ain't got nothing to worry about. So, Cron, you were one of the later additions to this 21 Nebraska class, uh, but we had Coach Hoiberg on as a guest uh, on the show earlier, and he made sure to point you as a guy he's been really impressed with and called it, kind of had, said you had a pit bull mentality out on the court. How would you describe your game? I mean, I know you're kind of um, one of the, the players that Nebraska fans don't really know much about. What, what, what should they expect when they finally get a chance to see you on the court this season? Um, you should expect a lot of energy and a person that's going to do anything to win, score, play defense, pass, whatever we got to do to win, I do it. So as long as we win, I'm happy. What do you think about these guys? I mean, I know you're kind of adjusting to a new team. It's been you know, small group workout so far, but, you know, what, what's been your early impressions of this year's roster and, and the, the glimpses you've seen of, of the guys so far? Uh, we have a great team. I feel like everybody gels together and we all connect in a way, even though some people don't really talk that much. When we have conversations, everybody talks and we all like a family, so I feel like we're going to do good. I got a question. <laughs> he, t- he was talking a lot about Rucker Park and Dykeman. What was the best um, performance you have seen? Because I know a lot of um, NBA streetball legends um, play there. The best performance I've seen was, I, it was like last summer, my uncle played, he played in Dykeman, and he had 50 points off of all threes. Mm. Like straight threes, like he didn't shoot a layup or dunk anything. He shot all threes and had 50. Have you ever played there at Dykeman or Rucker? Um, I played in Rucker before. I never really played at Dykeman. Every time I go there, I usually just watch because there'd be too much going mm-hmm. on and I ain't got it. What's what's it like? I mean, for for people that haven't experienced that basketball environment, what's what's a game like at Rucker Park? Um, a game at Rucker Park, I ain't gonna lie. If you don't have what it takes, don't <laughs> step out there because either it's gonna be good or bad. It's only two things that can happen. So, I feel like if you come, you gotta have your game and don't be worried about the crowd or what's going on around you. Just play basketball and you'll be fine. How much did that shape your basketball mentality and the fact that? You know, you mentioned New York is kind of a different brand of basketball. There's there's a toughness element, it seems like, with, with guys that come out of that area. How much did that kind of shape how you became, a, you know, a player on the court? Um, it shaped my game a lot because, like I said, I played against older kids, so I had to always be tough. I'm the youngest one, and I was skinny, so they like, he's weak, go at him. So <laughs> I always had to have, like, yo, I, I'm not going for that. I just got to play my game and do whatever I got to do to win this matchup. So that's how I looked at it. Um, well, uh, this Trey with another question for Q. Um, I mean, of course, I could tell Husker fans a little bit about you, but what, what would you tell them? What's some things that you would like them to know about you? Um, I would like to tell them I'm a funny person, I like to have fun. That's it, really. I'd be chilling, I'm a chill person. Like, you see me, it's not gonna be no bad vibes. I'm gonna be cooling. You can speak to me, I won't shy away or tell you, like, no, nah, I can't talk right now. I'm gonna be myself, and you can just be friends with me, type. Yeah. What's some um, things that uh, they should look look forward to on the court? Uh, you should look to look forward to a lot of people getting crossed, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laws being thrown, and just me being myself, being a New York guard. I'm gonna just bring my toughness and my flashy game, and we gonna win. So we gonna be good. No, for sure. Hey, uh, one thing I want to say, we got another guest coming up after you, mm-hmm. CJ Wiltshire, and you guys go way back, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember after you committed, 
you said he, CJ's like a brother to you. Uh, I mean, what, what's that relationship like? And, and how much did that influence your decision to come to Nebraska that someone so close to you was already on the team? Um, it influenced a lot because me and CJ, we known each other since, like, babies, basically. Like, I know CJ. He know what I like. I know what he like. He know what I don't like. I know what he don't like. So it's like we might as well just be brothers for real. So we just got to bond and we stay together. And I saw he came here. I'm like, why not go with my brother God just got something planned for us, so just go ahead. And did you know Bryce and Trey before this? A little bit. I know about them a little bit. Okay. I guess what's the chemistry like in in the locker room right now? I mean, that, they actually have a, a some chemist uh, continuity with returning players coming back from last year, but there's a big group of, of new faces here. But it seems like this collection of players has a pretty good relationship already, despite only being in Lincoln together for like a month. I'm going to step in on this. Okay. <laughs> Q, Q is like the perfect chemistry guy. Um, I mean, he brights he bright up the room like when he walks in. Just his energy is, is just contagious. Um, whether it's the locker room. I mean, of course, on the um, court, he's like a real vocal guy. Um, so that's definitely something we need. And it's really um, good, like considering a freshman. Like, that's like a lot. Like every freshman I've been around, like the talk – Ain't been there, but like Q, I mean, he had that from since day one, and it, it just hasn't dropped off yet. Yeah, well, like Trey said, piggyback, he know I'm always gonna have energy. I'm gonna be myself. I ain't never gonna change, and it's just what got me here. And I feel like we gonna be good this year. So nice. All right. Well, I, I guess uh, you know what. What message do you have for for Nebraska fans about you know what? what this season could be. I mean, there's there's some pretty daunting challenge right, right out of the gate for you guys. Um, I mean, what, what type of product can they expect on the floor from you guys? Uh, a group that's going to do whatever it takes to win. And the main job of this is to win and get to our end goal, which is being a pro. So as long as we win, everybody's going to reach their goals and we'll be happy. Well, Karan, we appreciate you coming up in studio and joining uh, Bryce and Trey on the first ever episode of Off Court. Much more to come as we're going to hear from C.J. Wilter. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Welcome back here. Final segment of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans. As you heard, our sponsor of the show, Tavern 180 and Tanner's here in Lincoln. And reminder, if you have a question and you want to get in, next week we're going to launch the Trey and Bryce mailbag Email the show at offcourt at huskeronline.com for questions. And if you want to be a part of the show, we've got room for potentially more advertisers uh, within the program. Uh, email offcourt at huskeronline.com. But, guys, uh, we've got another guest in studio joining us. Uh, exciting first show. We've had four different guests on. Trey Bryce, who is joining us uh, next here in the program? Who will be joining us? Um, we got Xavier uh, Transfer. Um, CJ Wilcher, um, sniper, sharpshooter. Um, I mean, you can go look at highlights or whatever, but I mean, highlights just don't do it justice. I mean, seeing it firsthand every day. Um, I'm happy to have him a part of this team. 
So CJ, how was Xavier? Um, like, how do you think the year went as a whole? Um, I think my experience at Xavier is like something I carry for the rest of my life. Because mm -hmm. I learned a lot about myself as a person, as a basketball player, things like that. And then the environment there was good. The coaching staff was they're great people, built great relationships with my teammates. So, I mean, that my experience at Xavier was great. Yeah. So what was the um, difference between um, this go around with recruitment compared to out of high school? Um, well, I mean, in my, once I committed here, I, in a lot of my um, interviews, I told, like, guys who were interviewing me, if I didn't go to Xavier, I probably would have came here. Um, I mean, this is my relationship with Coach Matt. I, like, just like your instance, um, he was recruiting me in high school while he was at St. John's or whatever, so I built a good relationship with him, and then I continued to build a relationship with Coach Hoyberg, so I just thought it would be good for me to come here. Right, so... Um, how how did you feel about the play style um, when they were showing you everything and stuff like that? <laughs> I love it, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying I shoot the ball. Coach made a living shooting the ball, so um, I mean I could learn a lot from him. And then being in the offense where we shoot the ball, I mean that fits me well. So no, nah, definitely. You talking about the system, uh, what are your goals for this season? You know, being able to you well being able to see the play style we play in. Mm -hmm. uh, what what are you most looking forward to uh, this season? Uh, well, one, for us to win. I mean, that's the end goal. That's always been the goal, you know what I mean? But um, for me personally, I want to lead the country in three-point percentage. I mean, I think I'd be able to do that. The way we play, we got unselfish team from top to bottom, so including myself. So, I mean, I think I'd be able to attain that. And yeah. we could win in the same instance, so. No, nice. definitely. Um, you know, me being a little brother, uh, how was it having a little brother and being a big brother? And how are y'all's battles, uh, you know, on the court and when y'all off the court? How close are y'all? I mean, it's dope having a little brother that's, like, kind of like your instance with Trey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's dope for me because, like, I everything I've done, he's seen me go through. You know what I mean? Like, so the the tough times, the good times, he's experienced it all with me. And I could talk him through it. Um, we don't really battle though. Like I don't feel like my job as a, I don't feel like my job as a big brother is to like really like, go at him one on one. I feel like it's more so like to teach him. That's that's literally right. just been the basis of our relationship anyway. He's just been watching me, so right. I just feel like that's my job really. No, I definitely. Um, I definitely feel that. I mean, I kind of miss like, I wouldn't say a big part of Bryce because like I was going like prep school my senior year, um, as well as like being going at Pitt and then being here so. Like every every night, I'm I'm just up watching Bryce highlights from like old Facts. highlights that I kind of miss. So, Facts. um, it's just special to like kind of see like when I first left and like think about like how far he had come, mm -hmm. and then just, I mean, he just keeps progressing. So, Word. I don't yeah. know that it definitely that's makes the best me part of it yeah. though. That's the best part of it, man. For those that that don't know, they're talking about CJ's little brother Simeon Wilcher, who is uh, regarded as uh, one of the best point guards, if not the best point guard in the 2023 class. And CJ, I remember when you committed to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. I think I ended the interview saying, "So you know, obviously Simeon's there. Uh, when does the recruitment begin?" And, and you said that you actually started that before you even announced your yeah. commitment to Nebraska. I guess. You know, one of the things you said was that one year you guys played together was in high school. Yeah, my senior year. Yeah, you said that was the one of the most fun seasons you've ever had yeah. in your life. What what would it mean for you to be able to do what Bryce and Trey did and reunite at the college level and be able to play multiple years potentially uh, on the same team? I mean, it would be dope. 
um, my senior year was amazing for me because I was able to give him something I didn't have my freshman year of high school. If somebody just tell me what what to do, what not to do, how to go about it, you know what I mean? So it would be dope to be able to do that same thing for him in college. But at the end of the day, I just wanted what's best for him. So, sure. you know what I mean? Sure, sure. No, I, I know it had to be special because, I mean, me and Bryce never really got to play, like, organized, organized um, basketball together because mm-hmm. I think the last time we played, I was eight and Bryce was five. So it was like. <laughs> he was a carrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we were, we were really, really young. And then I remember um, the year before I transferred to prep school, it ran. I was just hoping. Did they move Bryce up? Because I knew I was going to go to prep school the year after. Um, that little, And we made like a little state championship run. So I wanted him to pull Bryce up from yeah. middle school. Just like, because I knew I might not get to play with him again. So No, nah, but it was dope though. I I assisted for his first high school right. basket, you know. So it was dope. That's, you know nah, that's saying? tough for sure. Word, yeah, man. So watching him grow throughout the year was dope for me, man. Well, CJ, you mentioned the style of play was a big draw for you. I mean, uh, you know, people look at that first season at Xavier. What what types of lessons did you gain from that? Because it's a completely different style of basketball that they yeah, play. They're really defensive oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what what did you learn about high major basketball, and you know what it takes to be successful at this level that you're going to apply going forward at Nebraska? Um, kind of like the mental game. It's like being able to control your mental. That's really what it comes down to. Like. At a high level, you got high level guys at, from top to bottom on your team, right? So you're competing every day. So be able to control your mental makes those like uh, mental laps go away and them little mental things, mental mistakes you make go away. So having control of your mental is one thing I definitely learned. How much is a re- of a resource has Trey been? And some of the older guys like Kobe and, and Lat and those guys. I mean, I know you're just starting to play with them, mm-hmm. but just to have guys that have been through it at yeah. the Big Ten level and done it here uh, to mm. kind of help you along uh, as, as, through this first introductory portion. I mean, how valuable have they been for you? I mean, they've been super valuable for me. I mean, I talked to them. I've probably got the most open mind ever, you know what I mean? So I'm always willing to learn different things from guys who who's experienced it at this level here, you know what I mean? Um, and then, too, I mean, I talked to Trey and Kobe a lot about and Lat, a lot about, like, just like the little things. Everybody, the difference between here and where I was at before is that I feel like just the environment is different because everybody has that same goal of winning and then achieving, um, being able to get to that next level, you know what I mean? So everybody's mental is locked in differently. So I, picking up things from those guys has uh, been a big thing for me so far. No, definitely. Um, that's what I was um, telling like a lot of people when they ask about this year's team. Um, like everybody like loves to work so like nobody wants to be at work so I mean people we be in the gym like four or five times a day just um, getting extra work if somebody working uh, we find out somebody working we just come in the gym just to get some work just to say we had the last workout or whatnot so like it's definitely fun because I mean we started practicing and like coach Hoiberg said like the chemistry is there just because like we're in a gym 24 7 just uh working on our game just trying to get better and i see uh, instagram posts i mean you guys are in the gym at like 10 o'clock at night sometimes maybe even later uh you're always like when you go back home you're always at a gym like doing a, a run somewhere i mean how much when does that become ingrained in you guys as basketball players where like literally ball is life where it, you don't go out you go to the gym you don't you know go on vacation you go uh find a place to, to play some pickup games when does that start for you guys or at least for for, for each of you when did that start i mean um, for me i could start off yeah. for me i'm a i'm a homebody i'm in the house all the time so like i guess that's just how i was brought up like i was always in the gym like when i started playing basketball i'm always in the gym or at school or 
with my family, you know what I mean? So that's just where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning, I started playing. But um, So, yeah, that's, that's what it is for me. Okay. Personally, it started for me when, you know, when I, f- when I got my first offer in the summer of eighth grade, and I was just like, you know, I got to – it's 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 got to be a way of life now, mm-hmm. you know. If this the route I'm, I I want to choose, we got to stay consistent with it, and you know, you got to really want it. So, I would say that's when it really started for me. I'm gonna kind of piggyback on what Bryce said. Um, think that that summer, Bryce, what was you? You were like, I he was out like 300. I know they don't matter then, but Bryce was like still looking at it. So Bryce was like, he told us like that he was gonna be top 25 when it was all said and done, and then he did that. So. Big time. Yeah, that just shows the work. Go ahead. For me, um, basketball, I would say it started same thing in eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade, for real, I got my first offer from St. John's, and I was like, All right, I could do something with this. So, like, let me really take this serious and, like, try to perfect my craft and get better every day. So, since eighth grade, it started for me. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. First show in the books. We survived, and we're going to do this every week for the next several months and bring this to Husker fans. And, and Trey, Bryce, we're going to bring a lot of guys up here, right? Yeah, That's definitely. the plan. You guys want to have a lot yes, of football sir. players, volleyball, base, anybody. It's not just basketball players. Um, you know, we're going to have different Husker student athletes coming up with you guys each week. And we may or may not have food up here some of the weeks from our, some of our great sponsors. Um, so looking forward to that as well. But uh, once again, if you have a question and want to get it on the show for our mailbag, Email offcourt at huskeronline.com. If you want to be a part of the show as a sponsor, advertiser, email offcourt at huskeronline.com. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.